you answer that question a little differently than how you would have just a few weeks ago or most certainly, you know, a few months ago. What about how you would answer that question a few years ago? See, whatever is important to you, it can change throughout time. And, and you know, some of that, of course, it, it should happen and it's natural. Well, this past week, I found myself reading the book of Ecclesiastes and, and uh, I knew that it would have a lot to speak to our current situation. 
However, the more that I read it, the more I just found out it has a whole lot to speak to our current situation. And I, I want to share with you some of those things, some different lessons that we can learn for today from the book of Ecclesiastes. Now, this is probably a book that we don't go to a whole lot. And some of this information is going to be pretty familiar to you. And some of it might not be as familiar to you. Because let's face it, in a book like Ecclesiastes, there's going to be some things that maybe we're not as familiar to it. So let's dive in together and let's take a look at lessons we can learn from the book of Ecclesiastes today. I'm actually going to begin with the conclusion, you know, begin with the end. I know that's kind of not how we typically think it makes much sense, but I think in this case it does. In the book of Ecclesiastes, chapter 12, verses 13 and 14, we need to recognize this is what he says at the very end. He says, now all has been heard. Here is the conclusion of the matter. Fear God and keep his commandments, for this is the duty of all mankind. For God will bring every deed into judgment, including every hidden thing, whether it is good or evil. So if you want to know what to really get from the book of Ecclesiastes, I believe this conclusion kind of tells us, you know, everything that he is searching for in this, this meaning of life and the point of life and what truly is important in this life, he comes down and this is the way that he ends it, with this conclusion. And I believe that uh, we can see three main things uh, in this conclusion. The first one is to fear God. The second one is to keep his commandments. And then the third one is to remember that judgment will happen. Now, I don't say this last one as something that should scare us. It's just something we need to recognize judgment is going to happen. And even as the text right here in verse 14 says, our deeds will be judged, whether they be good or, or evil. So just be aware of that. Everything that you do, it, there will be a, a judgment for that one day. Now, the writer of the book of Ecclesiastes, uh, he's known as a, a Koheleth or Kohelet. Maybe you've heard different variations of that. Basically, it's translated as the teacher or maybe the preacher, you know, something like that. Uh, personally, I kind of like to call him the teacher, so maybe we'll kind of stick with that idea that he is the teacher. So let us learn from him. What can we learn from him? Well, just earlier in this same chapter, this is how the book ends, but yet we see about this teacher and we see his point and what he was doing in all of this. Verses 9 through 11 of Ecclesiastes 12, we read, Not only has the, was the teacher wise, but he also imparted knowledge to the people. He pondered and searched out and set in order many proverbs. The teacher searched to find just the right words, and what he wrote was upright and true. The words of the wise are like goads. They're collected sayings like firmly embedded nails given by one shepherd. So here, I believe it is so important to learn from the words of what the teacher tells us. So we're going to see a few things of what the teacher tells us. All the while, keeping in mind, uh, I like to look at this last verse in verse 11 given by one shepherd. Of course, we know the good shepherd is Jesus Christ, and all of this needs to be in keeping with what he said and what he did while here on this earth. And I believe that the things that we're going to look at this morning most certainly do that. So let's keep looking. Let's see what else we can find. For starters, the teacher, he points out something that I believe is very important for us to learn, and that is that life can at times seem like a meaningless cycle, like things are just continuing on, and everything is just as it always has been. And what is the point of it all? Well, the teacher writes it like this. Ecclesiastes 1, verses 1 through 12. The words of the teacher, son of David, king in Jerusalem. Meaningless, meaningless, says the teacher. Utterly meaningless. 
everything is meaningless. What do people gain from all their labors at which they toil under the sun? Generations come and generations go, but the earth remains forever. The sun rises and the sun sets and hurries back to where it rises. The wind blows to the south and turns to the north. Round and round it goes, ever returning on its course. All streams flow into the sea, yet the sea is never full. To the place the streams come from, there they return again. All things are wearisome, more than one can say. The eye never has enough of seeing, nor the ear its fill of hearing. What has been will be again. What has been done will be done again. There is nothing new under the sun. Is there anything of which one can say, look, there is something new? It was here already, long ago. It was here before our time. No one remembers the, the former generations, and even those yet to come will not be remembered by those to follow them. See, sometimes this is how life can feel. It can feel like it's meaningless. In fact, the teacher kind of keeps saying, meaningless, meaningless, everything is meaningless, and that, that's a phrase that is, keeps getting repeated throughout the book of Ecclesiastes. The teacher finds, tries to find importance and meaning to life in all these different areas of life. And everything he keeps saying, well, it comes up short. It's not quite the true meaning of life. We've already seen what the conclusion is, okay? Fear God, keep his commands, and remember judgment is going to be upon us one day. But yet, we still do search for meaning in life. We still do search for the, the point of it all, the purpose of it all. And here, this passage, I believe, is, is important for us to, to recognize that, yes, a lot of times we're not as aware of what has happened in times past. You know, sometimes we think something is brand new when in reality, you know, it's just kind of a, a repackaging of something that has already been here before, oftentimes at least. But yet, when it comes down to it, most of these things are not going to be where we truly find meaning in life. And I also want to say something about uh, meaning and meaningless here. Because the phrase keeps being repeated about meaningless, meaningless, everything is meaningless. But what do we mean by the phrase meaningless? Well, I, I believe later on in verse uh, 14 and 15 of chapter 1, we get a little bit more uh, information about that. So let's take a look at that. So Ecclesiastes 1 verses 14 and 15, the teacher says, I've seen all the things that are done under the sun. All of them are meaningless, a chasing after the wind. What is crooked cannot be straightened. What is lacking cannot be counted. Okay, so here we get a little bit more information about what it means that it's meaningless. It's like chasing after the wind. Yeah, you can try it. You can try to chase after the wind. You can even try, you know, to bottle it up. But yet, is that really even the same thing? You know, wind is one of those things that it's, it's ever moving. So you trying to grasp it in your hands or you try to bottle it up, it's no longer what it was to begin with. So it's just kind of pointless to, to try those things. And in many ways, I believe that's kind of how our life is, too. And I, I believe that's what we see about how it's meaningless. The, the fact is that when you try to grasp hold of it for a moment, it's like the wind. It, it's ever moving. So even if you can even take a snapshot or hold it in your hands for a moment, you recognize it's moving and it's changing. So it, it wasn't what it was a while ago anyway. Just like in your life and what you find important and what you find meaningful in the life that you're living right now is likely different than how it was a few years back. And it's likely going to be even more different a few years in the future, Lord willing. 
uh, that, that we're able to live that long, then, you know, we don't know what's going to be happening in the future. And we don't know how our life might be like in the future. But what we can do is we can see what's happening now. Instead of chasing after the wind, we can look at the wind. We can observe the wind. And we can learn a lot just by looking at that. Oftentimes, if we do try to, to grasp a, a hold of everything and, and try to figure out what all is going on, oftentimes life is going to throw some type of a monkey wrench into the plan. Or if you like the analogy that life will throw us a curveball. You know, we just don't always know what is around the corner and what might be coming our way. For instance, let's look at, at some other words that the teacher tells us. Ecclesiastes 9 verses 11 through 12. The teacher says, I've seen something else under the sun. The race is not to the swift or the battle to the strong, nor does food come to the wise or wealth to the brilliant or favor to the learned. But time and chance happen to them all. Moreover, no one knows when their hour will come. As fish are caught in a cruel net or birds are taken in a snare, so people are trapped by evil times that fall unexpectedly upon them. It's hard to be able to see what might happen in this life. Sometimes the fastest person doesn't always win, win the race. You know, we even have this whole like story about the, the tortoise and the hare. Well, the whole thing is slow and steady, how it wins the race. Well, sometimes that does happen. Sometimes that is how it happens. And it's not always the strongest person who wins the battle either. There's a lot of things that don't always seem to make sense on the surface of it, but yet, there's oftentimes something deeper going on. Sometimes we don't ever even know what those things are, but it's really hard for us to be able to figure out everything here in this life on, on this side of it, you know, without help from God, of course. We just really can't. For an example, you know, the um, this past week or, or so, I saw this video that's kind of like a, it's supposed to be a humorous video, and it's this person today talking to themselves, you know, a few few weeks ago or maybe a few months ago and they're they're trying to give them a heads up of, of the things that's going to be happening and and the way it's portrayed is you know the person from the future is is kind of saying these vague statements not trying to give it all away but then trying to give enough uh, of a heads up of what's going to be changing and you know who would expect this you know it sounds kind of a little crazy it sounds kind of a little bit like it's a, a nonsense thing but yet here we are you know, we see things in our world right here, right now, that we wouldn't have been able to imagine, you know, a year ago, a few weeks ago, even. Things are different. And sometimes they can be confusing to us. I saw another humorous thing on uh, social media uh, by one of my friends who they, they posted something along the lines of, you know, I never thought that I would enter into a bank with a mask on and be asking for money. But yet, that's kind of what we have to do with this social distancing at the time. Things can be a little confusing if we try to figure it all out. Things are not always going to make sense because it, it doesn't always work out how you might have it planned. Sometimes things just are unexpectedly coming upon us. But what do we do about that? Well, let me remind you of this. Many things seem impossible for us. They seem impossible for us to figure out. They seem impossible for us to do. However, remember the God that we serve. Let's see, keep looking at what the teacher tells us. Ecclesiastes 
says, he has made everything beautiful in its time. He has also set eternity in the human heart, yet no one can fathom what God has done from beginning to end. And later, Ecclesiastes 7, verses 13 and 14, the teacher says, consider what God has done. Who can straighten what has been made crooked? When times are good, be happy. But when times are bad, consider this. God has made the one as well as the other. Therefore, no one can discover anything about their future. And again, Ecclesiastes 8, verses 16 and 17, the teacher says, When I applied my mind to know wisdom and to observe the labor that is done on earth, people getting no sleep day or night, then I saw all that God has done. No one can comprehend what goes on under the sun. Despite all their efforts to search it out, no one can discover its meaning. Even if the wise claim they know, they cannot really comprehend it. So if things do seem impossible for us, let us remember the God that we serve. Let us trust in him. Let us rely upon him. But if it does seem impossible, what do we do with our time? You know, what do we do with the time that we have been given? Well, what should we do with that time? Well, the teacher tells us some of those things as well. Ecclesiastes 6, 12, he says, For who knows what is good for a person in life during the few and meaningless days they pass through like a shadow? Who can tell them what will happen under the sun after they are gone? You know, many times people read things like this, and they think that the, the teacher is being negative. However, when we read things like this, we need to remember the book as a whole and what all else the teacher has said. Because when you read Ecclesiastes 6, 12, I think it's important for you to remember what he's already written in 3.11. We already read this, but I'm going to read it again. Talking about God and what he's done. It says that God has made everything beautiful in its time. He has also set eternity in the human heart. Yet no one can fathom what God has done from beginning to end. It's things that we need to remember about who God is and what our purpose is. So what should we do about these few and meaningless and perhaps confusing days in which we have? Well, the teacher, he tried many things and he gave us some words of wisdom along those lines. For example, Ecclesiastes 5 verses 18 through 20. This is what I observe to be good that it is appropriate for a person to eat, to drink, and to find satisfaction in their toilsome labor under the sun during the few days of life God has given them, for this is their lot. Moreover, when God gives someone wealth and possessions and the ability to enjoy them, to accept their lot and be happy in their toil, this is a gift of God. They seldom reflect on the days of their life because God keeps them occupied with gladness of heart. So here in all this, you know, the the teacher, he reminds us to focus on what truly is important. And many times the things that truly are important are a lot more simpler than what we might think of at first. And a lot of times it's nice just to, to be able to appreciate the very simple things in life. Like what he says here about being able to eat food, being able to drink drink, being able to find satisfaction in the labor in which we do under the sun here. Those things, you know, like eating and drinking, those are just simple things that sustain our life. Can we find enjoyment in that? Can we find meaning in just living life in the simple things? 
There's also another passage in which the, the teacher says some more things. In fact, it was before this one in Ecclesiastes chapter 2. Verses 24 and 25, the teacher says, A person can do nothing better than to eat and to drink and find satisfaction in their own toil. This too, I see, is from the hand of God. For without him, who can eat or find enjoyment? He says kind of the same thing. And by the way, he says the same thing, not just in chapter two and chapter five, but he says in a few other chapters as well. The teacher is just getting us to realize there are simple things in life in which we need to find satisfaction, that we need to be able to find the blessings of it, the, the good things within it. Are you able to do that at this time? Well, if you find it difficult, I would recommend perhaps getting out your Bible and taking a look at the book of Ecclesiastes, because I think you will find a lot more than just what we covered in this lesson that the teacher has lived. He's been there. He's done that and he's learned from it and he's willing to teach us. Let's learn from it and let's see what we can we can learn about life and about some of the uncertainty, but also about some of the certainties. For instance, it's God who gives us these great blessings. It's God who, in fact, gives us all great things that come to us. And we need to remember, like it is so important, the very end, the very conclusion of the matter that he gives us in the, at the end of the book. The conclusion of the matter found in Ecclesiastes 12, verses 13 and 14. I'll read this again. We already looked at it at the very beginning, but we're going to look at it again. Now all has been heard. Here is the conclusion of the matter. Fear God, keep his commandments. For this is the duty of all mankind. For God will bring every deed into judgment, including every hidden thing, whether it is good or evil. So the ultimate conclusion, fear God, keep his commandments, and also remember that there will be a judgment. For all of the good things, for all the evil things that we do, there will be a judgment. These things aren't supposed to be scary. You know, we're not supposed to fear God in the sense of we're afraid of God. We're supposed to fear God in the sense that we revere him, that we respect him, that we recognize he has done all of these things around us. He has made all of these things around us. And there are some commandments that he's asked. There are some requirements that he has given us. Are we fearing God? Are we keeping his commandments? And are we remembering that judgment will be coming? I believe if we think about these things, then they can change the way that we live our lives. They can perhaps even change the way we think about our life right here, right now, and also every day after. I run for the crown, I race for the prize, I press toward the upward call of God. I run for the crown, I race for the prize, I press toward the upward call of God. I fight with all my might to keep on living for the Christ. I know there is a glorious end Sing the song of triumph till I'm there. 
I'm pressed toward the upward call of God.